You are Locked On SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. He is Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Got to check out LandryFootball.com. And man, we are loaded up today. We have all kinds of recruiting news around the conference, which includes Georgia, which includes Tennessee, South Carolina. We go around the country to look at uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, the recruiting continues with Georgia and Texas battling out for a top-ranked player, and also uh, Alabama uh, with a uh, verbal commitment that uh, is pretty darn good. We'll go to the film room and take a look at LSU and Georgia as well. So we've got a lot to get to today. Let's begin by telling you about Twillery.com. Go to Twillery.com to get some fantastic shirts. I received mine uh, most recently, and man, it does, you do not have to iron it. It is totally uh, wrinkle-free, very comfortable, and uh, just a fantastically uh, awesome, awesome shirt. So go to Twillery.com, use that locked-on promo code, and I'll tell you what, you will be glad you did. Free shipping, free returns. With the locked-on promo code, you get $25 off. Why not try it? They've been in business for over a century. We get to some news and notes right now. And how about running back Kendall Milton? He is a five-star prospect, and he's taking his official visit to Georgia, which you would think if he decided to pick the Bulldogs would just continue their run of great running backs. Well, it's a big weekend, uh, a, a recruiting weekend, visit weekend for Georgia, and it is head up, headed up by Kendall Milton, who's a big-time back. The five-star back's got... Uh, probably the best combination of power, speed, balance uh, in this class. Uh, one of them, anyway. Obviously, the big Zach Evans is it would be the other one. But top twenty overall prospect, top five back. Uh, it looks like he's a, he's a Georgia guy, but um, you know he's, he's going to. We'll, we'll see where this plays out. Um, you know, uh, certainly Alabama and LSU and Ohio State are all in the mix, but uh, we'll see. And uh, got, we've got uh, uh, Georgia this week, uh, goes to Tuscaloosa next week. So uh, he headlines the biggest uh, the, the biggest visit uh, of the weekend, uh, in which is a big visit weekend for Georgia. And Georgia recently received a verbal commitment uh, from a kicker. Yeah, Jared Zirkel. Uh, announced his decision uh, yesterday morning. Uh, so after we got done with the show, he announced it. Of course, they've got uh, the fifth-year senior Riggle Blankenship there. So uh, this kid is from uh, Carryville, Texas, uh, received offer from Georgia, Did uh, was at the team's uh, special teams camp, did a really good job. They offered him a scholarship, and so uh, they feel they've got a replacement for uh, Rodrigo. Well, in terms of uh... – uh, kickers, when when you grade them, do you feel like they, it, it would seem to me, they're a little bit easier to grade than some other positions when you look at tape? Would that be the case? Uh, it, it, it is difficult. It is a lot like kickers are a lot like golfers. You can have a lot of talent, but they get out of rhythm for whatever reason. Uh, I, I think they're they're one of the more difficult because it's easy to evaluate their leg strength. It's very easy to evaluate their production, but it doesn't translate nearly as well. I think it's because it's such a mental toughness sport under pressure, dealing with it. Um, it, it, it is a it's a big it's it's a it's big a big jump 
and it's a big unknown. I mean, so you can take, um, you know, a guy that is really good in high school and has a can't miss, just absolutely got everything you look for and never does anything in college, or you get a guy that that comes into the NFL. It it that you think is a can't miss guy. You remember the Bucks took the kid from Florida State a few years ago was the best kicker and. Um, in college football, and it was a complete flop. Uh, it happens probably as much as any, and it, and it usually it's why you usually in the NFL you see a lot of veterans that have been through it a bit. Sometimes they settle down later, but I think it can become a very, very uh, problematic, which is why a lot of uh, college coaches just decide to go with kids as walk-ons and maybe even save a scholarship because you can have a kid that's really good and it may flame out and the kid who's a walk on that's just, you know, maybe just as good. He may end up making it is is a lot more to chance, I think, at the kicker position than others. But evaluating it in a, in essence of how you evaluate the uh, angle approach and uh, the elevation and the leg strength and all of that's pretty easy to get into the critical factors. It's just you don't know how they're going to do under pressure. And I know that applies to every other position, but kickers are different because they're out there by themselves. I mean, they're out there with a holder and a snapper, but, you know, it's you make it or you miss it. And some of it can deal with it. Some of it can't. And you got to put bad kicks behind you just like you have to put bad shots behind you in golf. And that's why we have guys that are the best golfers in the world for one year, and then they can't even make a cut the next year. It's it's very, very difficult. Some call it flaky. I will be nice and just say they're difficult. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We, we talked about Tennessee losing six offensive linemen to injuries over the past 20 months. So certainly that's a position of need. They recruited well this past cycle. Uh, now they get a visit from tackled Marcus Dumerville. Yeah, they were able to get uh, Dumerville in on Wednesday. Um, he's 6'5", 300 pounds. Good-looking player. I know Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State are all in play. As uh, a Fort Lauderdale kid, you know, top you know, 175 overall player in this class. Um, really good-looking uh, tackle. Don't know where their chances lie. I don't think they're uh, probably in his top group, but at least getting a visit and selling him on a – early play here great opportunity is what they're trying to do so uh it's good to get him on for a visit that they're able to get him in uh you got um as i said you've got two official visits left on his schedule and again he's taking visits to oklahoma and lsu now tennessee so that's really good um he's got two left and he's got Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State to choose the two from. So we'll see where this plays out. It's really good, though, and a good sign for Tennessee that they were able to get one of the official visits, and that's at least the first step. Absolutely. South Carolina and Georgia, you think, are in the best position for five-star 2020 defensive end Jordan Birch. I'm curious what you think about him, uh, given that the recruiting services think he is a five-star. Well, he is really rangy. He's, you know, is very well put together at 255 pounds. He's six six, so he's got really good length. Um, he's he's just a, a kid that really plays with good leverage, plays with good strength, uh, and can convert speed to power very well. Um, I think that South Carolina and Georgia are in really good position. 
However, they've got to beat out Clemson, and that is going to be the real challenge there. Clemson still got a good uh, good shot, um, a really good shot, probably the best shot, but we'll see how this plays out. He's one of the top prospects in this 2020 class, but South Carolina and Georgia are making up a lot of ground. He was considered you know, an absolute Clemson guy. I still think they're, they're the favorite, but um, South Carolina and Georgia got a shot. We go around the country, but still stay in the South as Georgia Tech beats out the balls for uh, 2020 safety Nick Turner. Why do you think he selected Tech? Well, you know, listen, uh, and, and it's kind of a bigger picture here. Uh, Tech and Jeff Collins has done a really phenomenal job in recruiting. I mean, they write, it's early. They've got a top 15 national class going right now. So uh, it is really, it has only got only one four star recruit to this point, but they've got a number of high quality three star guys. And Nick Turner is another one of them. Penn State, Tennessee were very strong after him. He's 5'11, 185. He's got really good range cover skills. He can play corner and safety. He's from New Orleans, very competitive, kid, anticipates well, uh, play good. Good ball athlete. You know, he plays the ball very, very well. Really good kid, hardworking kid. So um, this is a really good get for Georgia Tech. Quite frankly, um, to be able to go up against some of the schools they've gone up against and get them. I mean, it's not like they're getting, again, five-star, four-star guys, but they're evaluating very, very well and finding some guys that I think are gems. And this is one of them that could develop into a quality four-star guy uh, to beat Penn State, to beat Tennessee, among others for him. It's a really good get, and uh, this is not the first time that they've done it this year. 13, uh, 13 commitments thus far for them. That's pretty good, uh, and that's certainly a talent-rich uh, area there in Atlanta. So, uh, Coming up, we've got uh, more recruiting news on Georgia. Alabama will step into the film room to take a look at a Georgia senior that will uh, certainly have an impact. Also, LSU senior cornerback Christian Fulton as well. So we've got a lot to get to, and we'll remind you, go to Twillery.com, use the Locked On promo code, and get $25 off. Free shipping, free returns, the Locked On promo code, Twillery.com. Stay tuned. More after this. This is your Locked On SEC football podcast. He's Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com, and I'm Dave Hooker. You are Locked On SEC football, part of the Locked On podcast network. Your team Every day. Welcome back. This is your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. We've got more recruiting news. Georgia and Texas battling out for a five-star running back, Kelly Ringo. Yeah, he plays – I think he's going to play corner at the next level. And the Scottsdale, Arizona native is really good. I've heard a lot of good things about him. And I didn't get an early look at him, didn't have the tape. And – Recently spent a lot of time looking at him. This kid is really well-built. He's a long corner that can is very aggressive, got a really good temperament to play the corner position. Um, and, you know, he's considered by a lot of the coaches the top 10 overall prospect in the 2020 class. You know, Some compare him to a young Jalen Ramsey. I'm not ready to go there yet, but I, I think can grow into a big, corner that can run and those are very hard to find Georgia's in good position Texas has done a really good job recruiting them um obviously those schools have had really good success developing in the secondary so uh I I the the latest word I got yesterday was that 
Uh, it, it is, you know, definitely on between those two, and it would be an upset if it's anybody other than those two schools. And then you also uh, took a look at an Alabama commitment, yep. from Darius Robinson, a linebacker that you said can cover a lot. Yeah, we've talked about him a lot, and so it's it's. Uh, but I wanted to spend. I, I, you know, I had an opportunity to really delve down into some tape yesterday. Um, this kid is really a special, athletic, long linebacker. That I, I the reason why I wanted to spend a little extra time on him is. You know, I, I see guys like this, and, and you can kind of see what they're going to become. He's he's just south of 220. He's 6'5". Uh, this guy is going to be a really good edge rusher. Um, I know in Alabama system, he'll maybe start out at backer. I mean, I think he can play down in nickel. I think he has a lot of ability. He's a hybrid type of guy that's very, very twitchy. Very athletic, but also very long, which can keep blockers at bay. This kid's the more I look at him, the more he really impresses. So it's a really good get for Alabama. We knew that he's from Birmingham. It was never an issue. Um, you know, uh, he he. You know, we talked about him a couple of days ago because he got his commitment in on Tuesday. But um, you know, looking at him, seen him, liked him, but had a little bit more time to study him. Really, really impressive. So great get this week for for Alabama and Quindarius Robinson. But I think this kid's going to be a special player. I know uh, LSU fans were probably fretting a little bit when Darnell Washington didn't make the trip as uh, previously planned earlier this month. But uh, he is uh, planning on visiting uh, LSU. So on the 18th, I believe that's that's good news for the Tigers. Yeah, so next Tuesday he's going to visit uh, big-time talent. They need help at receivers from uh, Desert Pines High School in Las Vegas. Um, he's a very unusually built kid. He's, you know, he's uh, close to 6'8", uh, 250. Uh, I'm not, to me, I just see tackle, tackle, tackle in him in terms of his body. Uh, but he's a very, very unusual type, an, an inline tight end that can be effective. Um, obviously, in the run game as a blocker, but can be one of those red zone targets and just big guys that you post up. Uh, they need a lot of help at tight end. Um, Alabama needs them as well. Georgia needs help at tight end too. Future wise, Georgia, Tennessee, Miami, um, Washington, or the other schools that he's planning on visiting. He hadn't set it up yet. So LSU gets first crack. Of course, LSU's got Connor O'Toole and Cole Taylor uh, that they're hosting uh, at, uh, at tight end recruits. Uh, later this month. So they're making a strong push for tight ends. And um, this, this kid's really get unusual. Um, you know, given a five-star, I, I, I think he's a little bit more of a unique type of player that uh, I see him a little bit more as a potential five-star tackle. Uh, but I know this, he's a, he's a really good-looking athlete that I can be a good blocker and, and certainly can catch the football. Let's go into the film room. And – uh, you took a close look at uh, Georgia senior safety J.R. Reed. What'd you see? Yeah, looking at upperclassmen guys. Georgia's so young, a lot of good players. But you know, uh, looking at who's going to in the upper end of their class, uh, guys that are upcoming seniors, who's going to stand up? And did a lot of secondary work this week. Uh, work in people's secondary and studying them. And J.R. Reed is um, is really one of the better safeties in the SEC. And 
I think has got really good coverability and can play on to the next level. Um, you know, I really put on again and, and uh, did the breakdowns uh, against Alabama again. Well, he, he had an outstanding game, and you get reminded when you go back and study the tape exactly how well a guy plays it. This guy played in a big-time moment uh, for Georgia. So J.R. Reed, I think, is going to be one of the big leaders of for Georgia in the secondary. This, this guy can play. Uh, he's tackler. He's a very good tackler. He's very good in coverage. And we stay in the secondary, but we go to LSU. Cornerback Christian Fulton, your thoughts? Well, I, you know, he's just a really good corner. We've had, obviously, a lot of discussion about him uh, on and off the field, in and out, where he's gone. There's, there's a lot, lot of issues, but this guy's, this guy's got length. He's got what I call LSU length. A lot of those LSU corners, they're long, they're athletic. Uh, they play up and play and press and very, very well. He does it very well, very instinctive. Uh, you know, it, it was just very difficult for him. And in, in looking at the, the tape again this week is that in third down situations and red zone situations, boy, he came up big time and time again. This guy, I think, is going to be a very high draft pick and going to be another one in the line of really good corners for LSU. So uh, it was a little bit of a secondary day that I wanted to mention some guys uh, popping, uh, popping out at me uh, in the film room. Uh, in J.R. Reed of Georgia and Kristen Fulton of LSU. Coming up, a scouting spotlight. We'll take a look at an Auburn sophomore running back, a Texas A&M sophomore running back as well. We'll get uh, Chris's thoughts on what lies in, in their immediate future. Stay tuned. More after this. He's Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker. You are locked on SEC football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. It is your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. We turn to Auburn for the Scouts Spotlight. Jartervius Whitlow, a uh, sophomore running back. Uh, you think he's pretty special? You know, I think he can be. Uh, I think that uh, Booby did a really good job running the football last year when he was healthy. You know, he had the injuries, and when he wasn't fresh, it just wasn't quite the same. The biggest issue that I had, you know, ball security, you look overall and you got question marks about him. When I studied him on tape and you realize that when he is fresh, and I emphasize this because Auburn's got better depth at running back than they've had probably since Gus has been there. Uh, When he was fresh and he was healthy, Whitlow was a special running back. I mean, like one of the best runners in the SEC. I think there's the potential, excuse me, of him being a special running back and having a special year. Um, don't know that I want to go out on a, on a, on a limb because of the injury history and the ball security issues, because that can derail a, a player. But, uh, and, and one of the things I saw with ball security was just the theory to secure the four pressure points. We'll get into that uh, at some point one time, but I, I think that is something that if he improves and again, can stay healthy, You'll, you'll say, hey, Booby Whitlow, and people may say, where did he come from? Or, well, they'll know where he came from, but they'll say, man, that's a bit of a surprise. Well, you're hearing it now. It's not a surprise that this guy can run and be special. What is the only issue is durability concerns and ball security concerns. He's one of the best backs in the league. The make you miss ability and the burst is special, and the size is very good. I know uh, Texas A&M that their fans are curious who can – uh, step in for Travion Williams. Um, you, I'm sure it's going to be uh, Jay Sean Corbin. Uh, 
can he live up to to what Travion did last year? I, I think he can. Uh, I think he's a really talented guy. I don't know that he can be as productive, certainly not as experienced as Travion, but he's he's going to get this best chance. I mean, I, I thought that he did a nice job. It, you know, the numbers don't tell the story, but they tell a little bit, a peek into it. He really did a good job with his yard per carry average, his ability to make you miss, um, and he catches the ball well out of the backfield. And what I really liked was his vision and his ability as a kick return guy. Um, listen, I think he was, you know, he was, um, he was very, very impressive there. I think he's ready to take the next step. With him too, it's a little bit of a durability, keeping your body in shape. You know, that's that's a lot of what is half the battle anyway is a lot of these guys have talent and have ability, but as we've kind of talked about with Whitlow and, and with about Corbin is the ability to stay healthy. And, and some of it's just God gifting. So everybody's body's made differently, but the player has to do everything he possibly can in his power from a nutrition, from a, um, y- you know, weight room, a conditioning and a rest standpoint. And let me repeat that rest. That is the the most abused thing that college kids do as a whole on campus. But as college athletes, they don't rest enough. And so sometimes they work really hard in the weight room and they do the conditioning, but they don't get enough rest and their body doesn't respond as well. And they're more susceptible to injuries. Um, I, I think that that Jason uh, is is really very capable but I want to see him do it a little bit more. He's going to be uh, asked to step in for Travion and do some of the things that they ask in that offense in the running game. What do you think of uh, wide receiver Austin Williams, Mississippi State, how he fits in at Joe Moorhead's system? Uh, you know, he's a big guy that uh, it can, I think can be a really good player. You look at the the receivers that they have, Stephen Guidry and Dedrick Thomas and Malik, Delir, and Malik Gear. They've got good depth. This kid's really good, though. I think he can be a really good uh, option in the red zone. I think he can be a good possession guy. He didn't catch a, a ton of balls, just about 10, but he was very effective in the red zone. So his ability to post up, like we call it, to use the basketball terms, pretty effective. So I think as they try to take that passing game to the next level, and we'll see the the quarterback play is going to cooperate with that, I think Austin Williams can be a real factor for Mississippi State, particularly in the three and four wide sets. Uh, we go into the uh, mailbag question from Florida. What do you expect out of Kadarius Tony this year? You know, I like the way they use them. First of all, uh, the way they use them on the orbit sweeps and the screen game, I think is very, very effective. He's his, his game is after the catch and in large part behind the line of scrimmage, very, very elusive. It's five eleven, two hundred pounds. What I want to see is can he do a little bit more down the field? He uh, he averaged uh, you know over uh, eight yards uh, after the catch last year. After the catch, not eight yards a catch, but eight yards after the catch. Now a lot of that is due to the screen game, which is you got some built-in windows there. But this guy, I think, has a chance to be very effective. How uh, much he improves as a route runner is going to ultimately determine you know if he can spread out his game. But I think it's going to be a big factor you know, at or behind the line of scrimmage for Florida this year in a very good and very deep receiving core. I brag a lot about, and a lot of people do, about Alabama's receiving core because it's, I mean, generationally one of the best I've seen in a long time. But in a normal year, 
you know, Florida's receiving core would match up as maybe the best in the SEC. It's just for them, not 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 where Alabama's is. It's just on an elite level for them. All right, that's your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. Be sure and subscribe and have a fantastic weekend. We will talk to you Monday with Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone.